are back again um, with the Hot Fox Show, episode, episode 211. And so we decided to make it quite snug around the table tonight mm -hmm. um, because we've got our full complement of crew. Charles is still here from Cape Town. Dale is here being just Dale. Dan is here being the grown man. <laughs> and we are here bringing you news and views on the world of cannabis in South Africa, live and unpredictable from the Hotbox studio at the Jazz Farm in Johannesburg, South Africa. So that was quite a mouthful. And you know, we've been thinking about the content for, of the show this week, and it never ceases to amaze me how much there is to talk about. <laughs> In one week, every time. <laughs> In one week, because we think, oh, you know, what we're going to scratch around for content for the show. But we never really have to. And tonight, we bring you the absolutely momentous judgment from the Supreme Court of Appeal that happened uh, this past Monday. We'll be speaking to uh, Anthony Reese from TNHA just to unpack that judgment a bit. That is, of course, the judgment about our uh, natural and traditional medicines. Um, and that has the, the judgment and various events that have happened this week have led us to um, identify some red flags in the cannabis industry. You know, this whole underlying thing about natural medicines and traditional medicines, everybody knows that in um, at the UN in March, we were bashing on about traditional cannabis and the role of traditional cannabis in the international regulations. And of course, it's always something that is close to our hearts um, uh, down here in South Africa with our 700 years of cannabis use. So red flags is really the topic of conversation. Yes. Luckily, we, one red flag has been lowered, hopefully. We'll get that from Anthony in just a while. But uh, thanks to Joe and Charles, I think they came up with the, um, <coughs> with the poll for tonight. Remember that you can go and vote on Facebook, only Facebook. Um, hello, Facebook viewers. I think Joe said how many people yeah, are watching? Yeah, we've got uh, on the actual Hotbox Show channel, uh, we've got 13 uh -huh. at the moment. We've got I, eight I don't on know. Uh, YouTube. Okay, great. Hello, different everybody. I go over the gardener and Leonard van der Merwe and Dion. Oh, hello, hello, Leonard. <laughs> Steve, how's it? Leonard, we see you for twice in the in one day. Once virtually <laughs> and once physically. Uh, <laughs> uh, Duchess is sending lots of love. So, yes, we We're sending babe. more love to everybody who's watching us on this um, eve of the of the Easter weekend. Mm. Uh, it looks like we're going to be uh, having a rainy weekend again. So hunker down, and if you're not watching on Facebook, pop over to Facebook and vote on our poll. Now we, we on the we, rainy thing. Yes. I just yeah. wanted to say, Durban, like our thoughts, go yeah. our thoughts are genuinely with you at yeah. this time. Um, we've all got friends and family there. We're all worried. Yeah, not know. not just the farms that are flooded away, but the homes as Houses, well. Houses, yeah. 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 So if you are watching, all those yeah, places. If you are watching from Durban, please. Um, Send our love to everybody around you and know that up here 
on higher ground. Uh, we certainly are uh, hoping that your communications and that your electricity and that your water at least gets restored as, as soon as possible. But more about the um, some of the mm -hmm. cannabis communities that are um, rallying around to help some people on the coast, we'll tell you a bit more about that during the Fields of Green for All update. So back to our poll. Um, what is your biggest red flag regarding the cannabis business? Um, if you want to know what red flags are, uh, you know that we're all stuck in a grey area and uh, there's lots of red flags when it comes to people jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, so that's what we mean about red flags. Now what is your biggest red flag regarding cannabis? We've all just come fresh out of the Cape Town Expo. We're looking forward to the Expo in Durban. We are hoping that we can, we can really, really rally all of South Africans' cannabis community to come and support the Durban Expo in June. We still but the economy, yeah. If you're walking around that Cape Town Expo, you do experience red flags. So, what is your biggest red flag word regarding cannabis? First, first legal weed, <coughs> first dispensary, first. Cannabis club, first this, that, is first your red flag? Or is legal your red flag? First legal weed sold on the street. Haha. Or is only? Yeah, only. You know, we only. the only license grow. Look, so, the others you see in most emerging markets, but when somebody's yeah. trying to label themselves as the only this or only that, yeah. they're That's trying to be the monopoly of some sort. Right? They don't exactly. realize that it's silly. Yeah, exactly. It's laughable. And red flags certainly do show up. They kind of show people up as not quite being in confident of, about the, what they're doing. Because we know, for example, cannabis clubs. Mm -hmm. Those people who are confident about what they are doing do not need to advertise and do not need to spread themselves all over the media. And that includes articles in News 24, mm -hmm. Times Live, Chats on 702. Look where that got the Hayes Club. So if you're confident in what you're doing and you know you're delivering an impeccable product within the confines of the 2018 judgment, then you should be fine. Yeah, be and humble. if you've got enough friends. Be humble. <laughs> yeah, be humble. And we've always said if you need to advertise as a club, it means you haven't got enough friends. So red flags. Is first your best one or is legal your best one or is only your best one? And a lot of the yeah. time we're seeing the words first. Or worst one. There's already like 20 of the yeah, same kind of business, firsts. but they think they're the first. They care yeah. do their research. Yeah, yeah, it shows, it reflects one. bad on the journalist that publishes that story, because mm. really it's yeah. like such cut copy work. But journalism is And it reflects right? on the person that the story is about. It makes you look completely out of touch and unprofessional about the industry that you're in. Because you yeah. think you're now in the cannabis industry and you've got the first pharmacy. You've got a lot of lessons yeah. to learn. I think you can only be the first in retrospect. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like at Fields of Green, we're really reticent to say we were the first cannabis non-profit company. Mm. But we were actually. Yeah. You yeah. know, but we never used that. Oh, Fields of Green, we were the first. It's whatever, trunk whatever. Card, Because it doesn't matter. Because it's juvenile. Somebody, somebody had to do the job. <laughs> Look, you I know. do like to brag every now and then about, about us being the only, yeah. like literal, actual only cannabis non-profit that's um, with ECOSOC status, acknowledged yeah. by the United Nations in yeah. the world. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's quite Not a big... Not just in our little dorpy. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> on the whole planet. On yeah. the whole entire ball. Yeah. yeah. But it's also, you know, nothing that we, we only trumpet that when we need to, you know. So if we're trying to make a big cannabis point in our little videos that we send into the UN, then we'll say we're the only. But you'll very rarely say, say, say that in our run-of-the-mill communications with the everybody because we don't need to. You know? It's not a big deal for us. I think that those terms are all superfluous. <laughs> yeah. Really, it should all be about the quality of the product and the service and exactly. all that. Not so it gives a false. Fame. It gives like a false sort of, sort of sense of what you actually do. Yeah, well, you say uh, I'm the first. People think, well, these guys must be so good, but they could be terrible at what they're doing. So we're going to delve a little bit Even deeper into that just now. Yeah, all right. I think before we come to the entire topic, yeah, we're <laughs> into it straight away. We yeah. should just get to the next one. So our first. Only and legal, not legal, but legal for our own private consumption here in the Hotbox Studio. Okay, so actually legal first only. Um, Dan Cam featured but <laughs> this morning, <laughs> this evening. <laughs> it's morning somewhere it's in morning. the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, is something that looks pretty delicious underneath the Dan Cam there, Dan. It is quite delicious. So we have been lucky enough to get some blessed. Uh, We're always blessed, and let blessed. us know what you guys are blessed with. Yeah. So yeah. it's called uh, Sherb Crasher. Oh, it looks Sherberish. That does look nice. Oh wow! That is, you know, because sometimes on the dank cam, it's quite difficult to see how. Uh, actual, uh, how crystally it is, but mm. that is really... I think this has got enough to compensate for the camera not showing. Okay. Okay. And this one you can almost smell through yeah. the screen. Fantastic colour. So hey? now, yeah. the, the, the place where we, we got this uh, will remain unnamed mm. because they're doing incredibly well with a very, very, very private club. And that's it. Um, and that's the point of that's it. That's all that we need to that's say. Exactly. Right. Somehow, somehow they know what Dan really likes, and he usually likes the shirts, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like good weed. That's what I like. So yeah. at the end of the day, quality, they, mate. you know, you get, yeah. Well, again, I mean, I guess on that on that topic, you get clubs that are that are catering for all types of people, which is great. Yes. The guys that want a certain level of smoke, the guys that just want any kind of smoke, and the yeah. guys that aren't really phased type thing, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. Good weed. Good weed. I saw good. it and I was like, I want some, so I got it. <laughs> well, that smells amazing. Yeah. You smelt it. Sherb Crasher. And, and Dan, mm. uh, yeah. was it a gift or did you pay for it? It was a gift. It was a gift. Yes, good. it was. I saw it and yeah. I thought this is really good. And they were like, well, you go and try that. So, yeah. That's super tasty yeah. too, right? It's really dense buds. Um, mm. I think it's very distinctive too. So if you've ever smoked this, you should know where it comes from. Because <laughs> I think it's, it looks, it's, it's pretty unique. And top drawer. So we're going to roll that up yeah. and um, roll uh, in Anthony Reese, please. Yes. Hello, Hotbox. It's Chris J. Warren's there. Hello, Amy, there in the corner. <laughs> Hello, Warren. We're coming down to your neck of the woods at uh, in two weeks' time. Warren's um, got a. PE. No, sorry, Warren's got a good point that he says there. He says, what about the last? We need the last person not to get arrested. Yes, thank you. That is a really good yeah. one. Because you've, you, we've recently yeah. seen there's, there's the news about the first legal dispensaries and so yeah. on. But like, I'm Again. happy to see that progress because it is progress. But yeah. I'm happy to see that progress when the rest of our people aren't being arrested anymore. When the Drugs Act is changed. 
why yeah. why are they too privileged that they can sell the very same herb that the rest exactly. of us are yeah. trying to sell? Because there's two different laws. There's one law for those that are sick, and there's one law for those that are healthy. Because they changed the Medicines Act. Remember, they changed it in May 2020. You know, that's quite a that's quite a while ago. But speaking about changing acts and changing laws. Um, we have Anthony Reese standing by, and just a little background to this. The Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein passed down a judgment which was a unanimous judgment that is always significant. Remember, the 2018 judgment was also unanimous, and, um, and it was a unanimous judgment with costs, which we always like. Um, for the um, Anthony will tell me the full name of the organization, but under the banner of the Traditional and Natural Healers Association uh, to take the regulation of natural and traditional medicines away from SAPRA. That's the bottom line, but to explain it much better than, than I ever could. Hello, Ant. How's it, guys? Nice to be with you again. So and, nice to see uh, you. Yes. I'm, I'm going to brag and I'm going to be facetious. I'm going to say this is the first interview. Some firsts are wonderful. We saw your article in Times Live and we certainly shared it all over the place, but they are not usually our favorite publication. Mm -hmm. So that's why we decided we need the man in the flesh. So... Anthony, first, in, in, in one short sentence, what happened on, on Monday in Bloemfontein? Well, the Supreme Court of uh, Appeal uh, finally delivered a, a, a judgment on uh, how natural health products in South Africa should be regulated and uh, made a very clear distinction on what is a medicine and what is not a medicine because our regulator, the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority, um, or otherwise known as the SAPRA, have uh, misinterpreted the very um, uh, sort of finite definition of a medicine in the Act and extended it beyond what the legislators and lawmakers intended in 1965 that when the Medicines ago. Act was first published. So essentially they, the Supreme Court the unanim unanimously uh, ruled that natural health products that are not therapeutic or making claims to treat diseases and reverse the course of diseases and prevent diseases are not medicines per se, yes. whereas um, up until now, the regulators said that all natural products, animal, mineral, or vegetable, are medicines that are found in health stores, pharmacies, online, etc. Even burarat that's been used by certain sections of the population, African traditional medicines used by 75% <laughs> of the population, etc. A large swathe of these products have now been yanked out of the control of the Medicines Act. Okay. Great. That is, it's absolutely Ooh, fantastic news. Now, just rolling um, back the years a little bit, I think that the first time that we got to know about you, your organization and your, and your work, was in the days of Mario Ambrosini, 
Robin Stranton Ford. That is when we got to meet um, people like Torin Wing um, and yeah. other people in the, uh, I don't know who I've left out, but other people uh, in that Cape Town crowd who were, we must always remember that the Medic Medical Innovation Bill of 2014 was never about cannabis. And I think that that is when we first got to learn about um, natural medicines as a whole as a whole issue. So can you just fill us in a little bit on the history? When did you first make this application um, and why? Uh, and the, a, a little bit of history over the years because this this didn't happen quickly. Okay. I myself, I'm a, I'm a naturopath and a herbalist. I've been practicing since Oh, going back to probably 1993, 1994, uh, we were already experiencing problems with the former Medicines Control Council, which has now become the SAPRA, um, in, in walking into health stores and practices all over the country with shopping baskets and trolleys just wiping products off the shelves, saying they are illegal and taking com companies to task, uh, arresting people, going into homes of practitioners and arresting practitioners. Uh, it, it's been a real problem for over 30 years now that there's been this persecution of natural medicine by the, the drug regulator in this country. Um, I started this, this health freedom effort with a man by the name of Stuart Thompson who runs a natural health care company, which was called Gaia Research at the time. Um, I've been thrown out of parliament. We've been arrested in parliament. Yay. We've had our documentation on corruption on the Medicines Control Council uh, removed by the police in the chamber of parliament. Who, you know, so <coughs> this goes back years and years yeah. and years from 1996 when we, I actually started this. Uh, fight against the overzealous regulation of natural health products. Um, I then went to Canada for a, a, a number of years and got involved with their struggle to to have natural health products uh, regulated in an appropriate way. And I was very uh, involved in that process in the seminal um, discussions with government at that time to, to bring in a fair and just regulatory model in Canada. And then came back to South Africa and realized that, you know, I had to get involved here and um, liberate these products and, and stop this draconian uh, regulation, which threatens to essentially destroy a large industry and take away people's right to access these types of products. So I got involved again, as you say, with Mario Ambrosini, Alan... Um, Robin Stranson Ford, Torin Wing, and all these people came together and said, you know, uh, <clears throat> we need to defend the right of the public to access these types of products because we saw big pharma buying out a lot of natural health care companies. There were large acquisitions happening. The regulator was talking about bringing in stringent regulation, which would only suit large pharmaceutical yeah. companies. Um, and um, the Medical Innovation Bill at that point was, was uh, tabled in Parliament by Mario Ambrosini. And I decided at that point we would start the traditional and natural health alliance, 
which is a, a broad umbrella group that would uh, bring the natural health products industry under under its wing and start the fight back yeah. to to reclaim our rights. And uh, the culmination of all of that ended now this week on Monday yeah. with a fantastic court uh, order from the Supreme Court of Appeal. Great. And, and I just have to ask, is there any chance that they can appeal to the Constitution? And do you think they would? Um, the SARPRA are very belligerent. Mm. Um, they, really, they really have the superiority attitude. Uh, in court, they even talk about themselves as having superior knowledge and this kind of nonsense. <laughs> um, mm. I, I'm not sure if they are going to be successful. I don't think the court will give them the, the leave to appeal. Yeah. For the simple fact that it was a unanimous decision of all five judges on the bench, it was a very, very short and sweet judgment. And um, I don't think there's any constitutional grounds or apex arguments on constitution no. that the minister or the SARPA can rely on to advance it through to the con court. So I'd be, be very surprised if they tried to...
this with regulations that have been declared unlawful. It would put them in a very precarious situation and it will give us the opportunity to sue them for costs and damages should yeah. they ever try to get these regulations foisted on the industry. And, and do you think that, because we know that one of the things has been the, this embargo at customs of all the, you know, the actual products, the, you know, the hardware of, of your, your businesses, uh, do you think that they'll be able to lift that? Uh, they'll lift that without a fight? I think they would have to lift it. I mean, it, it is not for the SARPRA to decide what uh, is and is not a medicine now. Yes. So the arbitrary thumb-sucking that they've been doing uh, up until now by saying, okay, your product can come in, your, your product can't go in, uh, you know, that, that is now clearly delineated by this judgment. And we believe if they don't, if, if they try to continue to enforce regulation that has been declared invalid on companies, and companies are going to suffer financially as a result of this, there are going to be huge claims and court cases against the SARPRA uh, for reparation. Uh, we are already having a tremendous amount of companies in the industry coming to us asking if we would uh, proceed um, in um, reparation claims oh, against oh, the SARPRA. Yeah, yeah, no, it is because it's been so many years and. And I mean, we know people, you and I and the people, everybody around here knows people who have, who have lost a lot of money over the years. And then, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to put you on the spot a bit. <laughs> what do you think that this could possibly, off the top of your head, mean for cannabis? Well, the only, the, uh, you know, the only thing I can speak to is CBD at this present point. Yeah. And I was very involved, as you know, with the whole CBD descheduling from Schedule 4 to Schedule 0 as a yes. complementary medicine. But the complementary medicine regulations have fallen, yes. according to this ruling. So where where is cannabis? Where is THC? Uh, yeah. THC? Where is CBD? Well... The plant itself should not be discriminated against, I don't believe, from all other plants. The plant is like any, whether it's echinacea or it's, uh, yeah. it's uh, you know, mm. moringa or, or whatever it is. Uh, and, and you can't discriminate one plant from another. No, there will be and no plant apartheid. <laughs> no, so maybe this has just removed cannabis from Sapra completely because it's a plant medicine. Well, not technically, no, because it's still a scheduled substance. Yeah. And, and what makes a medicine can be two things. One is, uh, has the product or been called up for registration, number one? Yeah. And has it been scheduled, number two? Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, cannabis still sits in, in the Schedule 6 uh, and and is, is problematic in that regard, and they still got that hook line into it in terms of scheduling. Um, CBD, who knows where that one's going to fit. Um, there is no such thing as Schedule Nought, in my opinion, which is yeah. <laughs> some fictitious schedule that they created um, over the last few years to, to basically throw all animal minerals and vegetables into a, a Schedule Nought basket to, to regulate it. Yeah. Um, there are thousands of scheduled medicines in this country from grandpa powders, you know, across the board.
and all other scheduled medicines are actually listed and, and put out in the in the public domain by the regulator in a register online, mm. except for Schedule Nord. So there is no register. There is, yes. You know, it's it's a complete fiction that they created. And that's something we will be looking at going forward to, to challenge the validity uh, of Schedule Nord. Okay. Yeah. And that's currently where that's currently where a large <laughs> swathe of, of low potency CBD products are sitting currently. Very interesting because, you know, on an international level, CBD has been taken out of the uh, schedules completely. Mm. And um, in our last ra round of talks at the United Nations, and um, I'll explain this a bit more in our Fields of Green update just now, um, the other day we had uh, informal dialogues, civil society informal dialogues with the WHO because they couldn't fit it in in the meetings in March. So, and there was, there was some issues. So we had it the other day, it was on Tuesday, yeah. And we got from the head of the WHO, myself personally sitting there on Zoom, he said, he, he said, we will have to speak about this offline because it's too big of a subject because we're hammering on about traditional and natural cannabis that we've been using for 700 years. So it is kind of inching along there. And I'm glad to know that you are, tackling the schedule naught issue and we certainly will it it's one of our big things that we have to do going forward is to actually have cannabis that does not make a claim to be registered as a traditional and natural medicine but that's a big job and we'll with with people like you we'll all um, eat the cookie around from all the edges yep yeah we will eat that elephant with chopsticks <laughs> and i know that after you sent me the news i spread it all around certainly all of our legal eagles all around the country i know that you managed to let ricky stone know before i let him know <laughs> so um uh so everybody is it's is super excited and we would just like to uh so, Anthony, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We really salute you personally. You're a legend. Yeah. I don't, your... South Africa, do you understand how much respect this man deserves? Yes, 100%. Like, genuinely. And one Thanks, thing... guys. Um, what, yeah, one thing I wanted to bring to our attention uh, of everybody is the, the new threat on the horizon. And this is something I've never talked about, and I'm bringing it to you fresh. Um, and that is the establishment of the African Union Medicines Agency. We, are, we have a huge threat currently in that large corporates, big, big pharma and Western countries are pouring a tremendous amount of money into the establishment of a pan-African medicines regulatory agency that will essentially take over the job of the regulation and harmonization of medicines law across the entire African continent. This agency is about to be born. South Africa is not yet a signatory to the final treaty. Um, but therein, they have a thing called the model law for pharmaceutical regulation, which incorporates traditional and natural health products oh. and would possibly even include cannabis as well. So this is something we're going to have to look at going forward because a lot of the fights that we've been having with government locally, we've dealt with on a domestic level through our domestic courts. 
but things may get a little bit more difficult in future where we would have to go to the African Union court, for instance, in Addis Ababa to fight issues and have to take our fight, not only the one that you are involved with, the one we're involved with as well for whole mm. natural medicine, to a new level. So that's that's new stuff coming up, and I will I will be quite happy to come back and have a discussion with you at a later stage about that. So the fight isn't over. This is the first battle for the traditional and natural health products that's been won, but I'm sure there's going to be headwinds ahead. Okay, well, thank you so much, Anthony. I mean, there's always, there's always another battle to, to fight, but I certainly think... Uh, we're hearing, hearing that news. I have heard whispers of this on our international groups about this African Medicines Agency. Um, but at least we can rest assured that Fields of Green for All does have our ECOSOC status. We are in contact with people from the African Union. We do know about this. And we can maybe hop, skip and jump um, over the African Union and, and start bleating about it. Yeah. in the hallowed halls of the United Nations because out of the 151 member states, there are some very powerful African states within that. And they always like to hear about things um, from Africa. So we certainly have got to, every single time Fields of Green for All has um, applied to ask a question or make a comment, we've always been accepted because nobody else from Southern Africa and civil society talks. They're not there. They're not in the meetings. So please lean on us. If there's something you want to say to the WHO, to the INCB, to any of those people, let us know, mm. and we'll make sure that we get it across, uh, you know, through our forum. United we stand, to quote yeah. an old phrase. Yeah. So, Anthony, thank yeah, you we, very we, much. We're going to have to galvanize civil society now yes. and uh, get the NGOs and NPOs in the right position to actually sit at the table at that forum at the right time. Yeah. Thank you, Ant. And we look forward to many years of fighting together. <laughs> Even I though too many years I know, of fighting, I but... know that, that, that both of all of us are, are pretty exhausted, but at least we've got an Easter weekend ahead. So uh, thank you so much for giving up your, uh, your Thursday evening for us. And um, off you go and eat Easter eggs and have a great weekend. Thanks, Ant. Thanks, guys. Okay. Lovely bye. weekend. Bless you all. Cheers. Bye. Bye. And, and many healers get to carry on doing what they've been doing. Exactly. exactly. You know, that's the main no. thing. It is a huge no. case. This is big news. That is big it news. Is. And it's, you know, we, we've, we're fighting against hundreds of years of the colonial capture of our, of our plants and our herbs and our medicines and all of that. So. Maybe tripping over red flags out there. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? A law said go back to 1965. Yes, so the Medicines Act was, was uh, is from 1965. Can you believe that they've never thought to change or even review it or, or have a The entire world has changed so much since then. No, it's why should we change it? Yeah. It and serves I've... our purpose. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I must say that, that it's great to have some good news now just before the Easter weekend. Um, and then we were speaking a little bit earlier about the people in Durban. So it's just as the first part of the, that obviously speaking to Anthony was uh, part of the Fields of Green update. But just to say that um, I'm sure most of you out there know uh, Juanita Booley, 
who used to be from the Eastern Cape. She's now based in Cape Town. And she started an organization called the Cannabis um, Com Community Commission, Triple C. Yes, I think so. Yes. Anyway, Kwanita's been um, uh, working on the sidelines for a very long time. She's worked with Jeremy Acton in the Dhaka Party, and she is, is an activist in Cape Town. And she will be taking up the reins for a collection of um, uh, non-perishable foods and blankets in the Cape Town area. So please watch our socials. Mm. Um, I know that Nati, Nati Tamati, has um, uh, volunteered and is donating the petrol to actually take these physical things to the people in the Mzumfubu Valley outside Port St. John's. I think that the cannabis community is um, doing whatever they can, as well as sending lots and lots of love to all the people all the way along the coast that yeah. have been affected. But this is a small gesture from the people in Cape Town. It doesn't make sense to collect stuff in Joburg. It's 10 hours drive away. Mm. Petrol is 20 rand a litre. So the Gauteng people will do what they can. Yeah. But you can find Kwanita Buli on um, Facebook, Instagram. She's all over That's the place. A, there's lots of people who want to donate money or yeah. goods. Like, um, do it, donate it to that or to give to the givers. Put, give it to someone where you know that the actual money and, and goods are going to end up where they need to be mm -hmm. and not in somebody's back pocket. Exactly. Yeah. So you can reach out to either Nati Tamati, uh, Kwanita, you can reach out to Simon Strainhunter. Mm. Uh, there's quite a few people um, on our little Ponderland flood relief group right now. And I think even if it's a small gesture of 50 rand, I think that it would, it would, really, it would really help just to send the love. Uh, it's very tight for everybody uh, right now, but let's just send a bit of, of love. You know that um, in Ponderland, there's an area where they, where they grow the land race sativas, as it were, and then there's a belt along the coast, which is known as the Indica Fields. Okay, and they have a different kind of crop rotation, they have different um, flowering times, they have different everything, and both of those lots of people have been affected, but it's much more difficult to get to the people in the actual, the Umzumfubu Valley uh, Basin is enormous, it's enormous, it's a huge area, and I mean the whole of KZN is an enormous area. Yeah. So we, what we do know is those, both those groups of of cannabis farmers in Ponderland have been severely, severely affected. Um, uh, affected and we've got people on the ground that are with those people so we promise you that even if you can only afford 50 Rand reach out on Facebook find out what to do so even Stab and Strainhunter couldn't get home because of landslides yeah so every little bit every little bit of help now it feels like we did the dank camp about half an hour ago oh, i wanted to ask what happened to the dank camp joint the where's the joint that we were rolling dab break then in some gear are we going to chat about some red flags quickly? so just get to, to get back to our, our red flag thing i mean obviously we've got lots and lots of red flags of um, regulations and laws. And we had a blog about it already. Yeah. So, what was the name of the blog again so people can find it? On Fake Firsts. That's right. Do you remember and that? Yeah. Something about unicorn licenses. I wrote it. I'll have to go yes. back and look for it. 
look, uh, search fake first under our blog page on Fields of Green for All. But it just seems to have been a week of news reports of first this and, and, and first that. And um, as we said, if you've got to shout about it, then um, then you're most probably not really, really the first, or really, really the only, or the only legal, or, or your intentions or whatever. are not in the right place. Or your place. intentions are not in the right place. And I was having a great chat. Charlotte and I were having a great chat to Brett Hilton Barber from Cannabis Africa. Love your work. Love their love, work. You know, we, love, love your work. Uh, when do you think that Cannabis Africa bring out about eight articles a week? And if you've ever written one article, you know what it takes. Um, Sometimes they don't quite hit the mark. So that was what our conversation was about. It was about these red flags. And he said something that was so true. He said, oh, well, those that shout the loudest get the publicity. So that's why we thought we'd speak about it tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's, it's just, I get... Don't always take people on face value. Don't always take people on face value. Read things twice. Just because it's in News 24 times live doesn't mean to say that it's true. Always have your bullshit detector with you. That's what Laurie Anderson said. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. A lot of bullshit is out there now. Oh, yeah. Look, I see on social media when people start with, like, first this, first that people tap into them. More fireworks. Yeah. No, there must be something. Yeah. Because if you, if you have something good, you won't need to shout about it. Because people will yeah, just exactly. know. Well, that's it. And it's that energy focusing on your product and your service yeah. instead of yelling first. No, it's embarrassing if one. somebody thinks that it's good yeah, marketing and it's actually and bad marketing. Yeah, it, it insults the rest of the industry yes. to say that you first. And I absolutely love what Warren said. When are we going to get the last? Mm. Oh, really, I think that the last person to be arrested... Yeah. Um, really, we thought the last person to be arrested was years ago. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll have a special prize for that last person to be arrested. Should be given a million rand by the government so, to start a business. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Get a free license if, yeah. if they and insist it's, on that It's shot. interesting what Anne said, that they're also looking at these big companies. Because, you know, while there's a lot of money in the cannabis industry, mm. There is a hell of a lot of money in traditional and natural medicine, yeah, particularly natural really medicine. There's big companies. I mean, I don't really want to name names. It's not my place. Yeah. But there were some big, particularly distributors and retailers in South Africa who supported Anthony's court. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly who. I've only got hearsay. Um, I think that it's about time that those big players in the cannabis industry also started to support, Raise their voices. you know. Yeah. But we're getting there. There's something that yeah. we're working on. We'll wait we until after D-Day and after um, the craziness of April is over, and then we're going to be looking at reaching out to some of those yes. big companies. I complained the hardest, so I got to join today. Yeah, in Dhaka, in our community, if you really knew what attention you'd be getting from calling yourself the first and the best, you wouldn't be saying it. Exactly. Because you don't realize how many people are all of a sudden watching what you're doing. It's generally, yeah. you know, it's generally the people that have, no, that have no idea about the industry, like you are saying earlier, how... Yeah that have been doing this for the longest for the for the pure passion and wanting to be here because we have we're looking at it from the outside now looking at all these people that are yeah. jumping in here with money and they just see money they don't actually have passion for the plant so they jump in and they say well we'll be the first to do this and the first that they're not realizing that it doesn't work like this in this industry we don't give a shit about your first bring out the product and make it really good or make it right or make it encompass the whole entire community yeah 
then we're going to recognize you. We're not going to really recognize you say you're the first. We've heard it too many times yeah. and we don't give a shit about the first anymore. It's not, you know, we're not even the first here in South Africa. We are the, the, the people that do the first of anything here. We're still behind the rest of the world that's done it already. So we just... Exactly. So what does your first mean? Exactly. In my business courses, I learned that for your business to be successful, or it would help a lot to be successful if you have a unique value proposition. That's it. And to say that you're the first, it's not a unique, because it's a lie. Everybody knows it's a lie. So you can't lie about your unique value. That's like a big mistake to make for Rather just call the unique value out and say, this is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and be confident enough. It's like saying, I'm respect. the first to do this, and you almost anticipate that someone's going to chase behind you and be right behind you. Well, yeah. Or you need some fucking medal or something. Yes, you need yeah. a validation to say that, oh, great, you guys get it. Everyone yeah. gets gold stars on Tuesday. It's a gold star on your forehead for the first few yeah, days, yeah. and then it wears off because you shouldn't... Yeah. The, yeah. the plant's yeah. going to get you, because the plant sense. doesn't allow yeah. someone to be messed around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't lie about the plant. Uh, but the word only, guys, only, I think, yeah. only so legal. Yeah. I think what we're going to do tonight on Facebook is, is we're going to, uh, we're going to unfortunately skip Instagram and growing with your buds because mm-hmm. I tell you here at the Hotbox Show, we have load shedding in 15 minutes. So we just want to be able to get everybody out <coughs> and uh, safe and home before all the lights go out. Mm. So what we will do is we will be looking at Instagram and we're going to choose a winner and we're going to um, announce it on D-Day, yes. which is next Wednesday. You know that for the last 10 years, uh, 420 has always been D-Day. It's been our Dachadei because... Um, when we had the very first D-Day party, we weren't allowed to put the word Dacha or cannabis on any of the publicity. We couldn't even have a leaf. Mm-hmm. So if you look back on our D-Day page on the Fields of Green for All website, you'll see that there's not even a leaf on the post and nothing about cannabis. Only clouds. So D-Day is kind of stuck. We know that lots of people around the country are going to be celebrating D-Day in different ways. Mm-hmm. We are going to having a small private celebration here at the Jazz Farm. Uh, if you are a member of Fields of Green for All mailing list, or maybe the Jazz Farm mailing list, or um, you know who we are, or you are our friends, or you know somebody you know somebody, we hope that we'll be able to see you here on Wednesday um, for a small private celebration. But wherever you are in the country, we're wishing you an incredibly happy 420 on Wednesday. And we will be doing, as the Hotbox Show, a few little live sessions throughout the day. We haven't quite got it all sorted out. In lieu of a Thursday. Yes. Because um, so, so we, we won't, won't have a show next Thursday. week. We'll see you Wednesday through the day. Live, yeah, live. There won't be a show next week. Please remember there won't be. So don't nag us at <laughs> 7 o'clock. A little yeah. um, but keep your notifications. We might surprise on. you with a quick yeah. uh, uh, flash if broadcast. If you've already liked and subscribed to the, to the Hotbox show, then mm. keep your notifications on because whatever you're doing on 420. Even if you poor bugger are at work, you can keep the notifications on and we'll surprise you throughout the day with little lives and make you yes. jealous about the yeah. huge dabs that we're hitting. Yeah. And I'm going to make you jealous yeah. about this beautiful sherby sherby stuff sure. I'm about to it's smoke. Delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. Uh, very so tasty. Can I go over what a few other people yes. are doing so over the So I'm covering the next two weekends and I'm doing it as fast as I can. Saturday the 16th of April, Magic Mushroom March. In Cape Town, from 9am, dachaparty.org.za for more details. There is also Wax On, Wax Off at Mary Jane's Hacienda, Kensington, Joburg. 
This is a strictly final evening to honor the roots of DJing as a craft and take it back to basics. 70 bucks on Hala, 100 bucks at the door. Sick. Friday, the 22nd of April, GT Hydroponics and Golden Goose are hosting a 420 game. If you can make it, you'll see some of us there. We're going to go and we'll support one of our oldest there. affiliates. They're going to have free bori rolls, free beer, uh, beer pong. There's going to be discounts on lights and newts and everything. Golden Goose, uh, there is an Instagram competition. Uh, enter that, stand a chance to win the custom Golden Goose uh, bong that you can see on the... On the Dabrick, yeah. sorry, with 10 grand. Then, From Praxis. Uh, then on Saturday the 23rd of April, there's Puff Puff Paint at Coffee to Grow. This is the canvas edition. All painting supplies will be provided as well as a free wake and bake. Now under 18, starts 10 a.m. Booking is essential. Um, East London, there's the 420 Market Days at Cypress Dale. It's all weekend. 23rd and 24th of April, day pass 100 bucks, weekend pass 120. This is going to be everything you expect at a market. Food, no crafts, music. <coughs> and then the last thing I'm going to talk about coming up beyond that is the East Coast Canna Cup and Expo, 29th of April to the 1st of May. Yay, Robin Wacky and I are going. <laughs> so um, uh, thank you very, very much to the organizers of the East Coast Cannabis Cup. We're going to be doing, obviously, uh, a few lives when we're down there. I'm very, very pleased that our dear webmaster and fellow director at Fields of Green for All is eventually managing to tear her, herself away from her, all of her hard work and her busy farm uh, to come with me down to PE. Uh, we have been sponsored the uh, plane tickets and the accommodation, so we thank you very much. And uh, not next week, but the week after, we will remind you and also look on our, on our socials. If you are in PE, please support the East Coast Cannabis Cup. I think entries are still open. Yeah. I think they are, and we're looking forward to seeing uh, all of our PE friends, of which there are loads. <laughs> and we're hoping that the people from Slondon uh, can drive um, down to PE, uh, because it's not really that far. We're hoping we can see Robin, uh, Warren and Tricosa and all of those lovely people. What about the people from I think Simon Strainhunter is going to be there. Yeah, Mossel yeah. Bay, Jeffreys Bay, all those people should go. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's not so far. You drive all so, the But more about that, obviously, on our socials and um, and on our blog. We're going to be writing blog there as soon as they send us the, the publicity. So it being a red flag kind of Good Friday Eve sort of thing, um, what is your worst red flag? Okay, biggest red flag, worst red flag. We had a whole lot of votes, and first got thirteen percent. Okay, okay. Legal got forty-seven percent, <laughs> and only got forty. Legal. Hmm. Yeah. So legal people is the most like irritating yeah, thing. People don't like legal. I think that legal would sticks in my throat. Yeah. Also. Yeah. yeah, same. You're not, if you're not legal, you're not legal. Yeah. It's like I got permission. Yeah. Yeah. And he just said I can. Yeah. 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 Clause 21 said I, I can. those guys at school. Yeah. So yeah. it certainly got Nobody the most votes, and it's something that sticks up our noses the most. Remember the first legal weed? <laughs> Remember that debacle? Oh, 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 the first cards, the first medical cards. The first medical cards and all of that. The ones that are kept up by the cops because they're not actually a card. You don't get a card, you get a document. 
And I think first is just pathetic because we're yeah. beyond any firsts right now, other than South Africa being the first country to prohibit cannabis in 1878 mm. on the word of one British doctor. Yes. There so we are first. That's, that's a first. It's not exactly that a happy first. That's, that's not a first. Good Anyway, we're running out of time, guys. We're going to be <laughs> in the dark, dark soon. Just now. <laughs> I know. We've got to go. And please join us on our on our live feeds if you can't join us here at the Jazz Farm next Wednesday for D-Day number 10. Um, of course, we are not advertising this event on social media. That's why we're just sneaking it into the Hotbox show. You know there are a gazillion ways to get a hold of us. If get a hold know, of Shaw, you know. get a hold of Dale, get a hold of Dan, get a hold of Joe because they're each going to sign off now as we go off on our long weekend. Mm, I'm going to steal Dale's one. Know your rights. <laughs> Happy no. 424 next year. Oh, you got one. Nice. Okay. Make cash faster. Oh, have a good one. Stay safe and choose happy. I need you to light one up for Jules, and particularly on 420 next Wednesday. It has Love to be that size. Lots of dabs. Yeah, lots, lots of dabs. Lots of dabs. Yeah. <laughs>